Hello everyone and welcome to a very special Tea with Timsey. We have two guests today. Uh, we are here in Paris for the Champions League final. Uh, big thanks to Gatorade and we're here at their 5v5 global finals. I'm joined by two very special guests. We have Asmir Begovic. Asmir, welcome my friend. And Bobby Perez, my hero. <laughs> I love him so much. I'll leave now. So <laughs> <we're gonna laughs> no, I'm very, very privileged to have both, both of you on. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Pleasure. Um, so we're here, Champions League final weekend. Looking forward to the game. Very excited, yeah. Yeah. Very excited yeah. to be here. Any, I, I don't yes. like doing the whole prediction thing, but... I'm very bad. Any? I'm very bad for the prediction. Yeah? Yeah. Who do you actually think? Instead we're hoping, we're hoping just for a good game. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. me too. Exactly. But definitely not Liverpool. <laughs> no. Sure. No, I, I don't mind to be fair, but I, I would say it, I just want it to be a good game. I feel like Real Madrid, there's something about Real Madrid in the Champions League final. It's special. Yeah, I agree with you. So we'll see. Yeah. 2-1 Madrid? No. Yeah, something like something that. Like that. King Benz, yeah. you know. Can we talk about him quickly, by the way? Because I want to obviously speak to you guys about everything, your life, career, everything. But Benzema, what he's done in this Champions League, I feel like it's only been until this year that people have realised how good he is. Because he's always performed, he's always yeah, scored exactly. goals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you when we talk about uh, Karim Benzema, some people say, ah, he's, he's good. Yeah. It's good since a long, long time. Yeah. Because he's the the striker for Madrid uh, since uh, ten years ago. Yeah. So that's why he's very good. He's very performant. He's very regular. He's uh, a good striker with a very good uh, technique, ability, and uh, of course, uh, maybe they, yeah, maybe they help a lot this uh, this season, especially against uh, PSG, against yeah. uh, uh, Chelsea, and the last game against uh, Man City. But he's a he's a real yeah a real striker. You think Ballon d'Or? Yeah, he's on, he's on. He's on the good position. Yeah. To, to win yeah, the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, of course. He's yeah. got to be up there as a favorite. I yeah. think what he's yeah. what he's done this year is incredible. Yeah. Um, I think what's always happened with him is that he had Ronaldo there and other people, so maybe people didn't quite yeah. give Benzema the credit that he deserves. Yeah. yeah you know, whereas true. now it's his team. He deserves. He deserves to uh, uh, to win the Ballon d'Or. I'd love yeah. it if he did because oh, <laughs> his Instagram videos as well after would be amazing. <laughs> so is tea with Timzy uh, sitting down with me. We have a tea. Uh, do you actually have a preference of like, I know French people, they quite like their teas. I love the tea, no? All of the tea. Yeah. It's perfect, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Uh, You're also, welcome. <laughs> I, I love tea. I Me love too, tea. yeah. Little black tea here with, with a bit of lemon. It's perfect. Um, <laughs> Bosnian tea. Yeah. Is that a thing? Uh, it's more of a coffee country. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, coffee and cigarettes. Coffee and cigarettes, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> what right. you say? Yeah, let's be honest about it. Absolutely. So, coffee and cigarettes. But now there, there's the bit of tea. So, okay. I like my tea. But now I've been in England a long time. Yeah, so now so you're a cup of tea. Yeah. But growing up, um, we were saying just beforehand, so you, you grew up in Canada. Mm. But obviously you feel Bosnian, right? Or do you feel like a mix of the two? Or Well, I've always been very Bosnian at home. Okay. So, when you look at my parents, everyone, my whole family is from Bosnia. I was yeah. speaking Bosnian, Bosnian tradition. But of course, I'm, I'm influenced by the countries I've lived in. Mm. So six years in Canada, very formative years, very you know important years. Mm -hmm. And then now being in England for pretty much 20 years. Yeah, so yeah. so of, course, of course, you get influenced by these countries and they're part of you, but always very, very much Bosnian at heart. Yeah, fair. And the food as well. You get like, because uh, very good. Shout How do you know? You know a lot about Bosnia. What's well, this no, event? it's not. It's but so. Uh, my friend Vuj, David okay. Vianic, so he's Serbian. Shout out! Yeah. But he's yeah, but he's very. He's taught me a lot about the kind of Balkan culture and everything, mm. and how nice. it's just. Again, he has his goes back home. His diet of you know, meat and Chivape, cigarettes yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But also uh, Bobby with with you as well. So can I call you Bobby? 
Of course you can. Okay, great. This is my, nickname. Really this is my nickname in, uh, okay, in UK, so you can, of um, course. So, Bobby, I'm going to rinse it now. For Vavavum. Um, <laughs> Which one's for Vavavum? Yeah, you true. Remember? You should have been in that <laughs> advert as well. You know, the, the, obviously, no. the Thierry Henry. You no, didn't Thierry, Thierry is the, he was the best, so yeah, that's why. I also wanted to say, I didn't realise your, so your, your mum is Spanish. Yes, and my dad is Portuguese. So I'm the, the very... Uh, why was France Europe, lucky enough to get you? European mix. Uh, it's because I'm born in France. So for me, it was important to, uh, yeah, to choose the French nationality. Yeah. And look, I'm very, uh, very happy, very lucky because we won the World Cup. The in Euros. 1998, um, so so that's why yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm 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 French, but uh, yeah, I'm very feel like uh, Spanish and Portuguese, yeah, yeah. because on my blood is yeah, is from Spain and Portugal, yeah. Yeah, fair. And then obviously a lot of the people who would like to watch this, for example, know you from the Arsenal days because <laughs> you were like one of the Invincibles, legendary team. Um, I wanted to ask though about like Arsenal's relationship with um, the, the UEFA Champions League as well, right? <clears throat> A lot of people say that obviously that's the one thing missing with Arsenal and obviously we got to the final in 2006. Do you feel like that was like a really big missed opportunity or do you feel a lot of people say like the 2004 team, the Invincibles team, that was the year like we could yeah. have maybe won it? Yeah, I think uh, the team in 2004 it was uh, better than on the team on 2006 when we reached the, the final against Barcelona. Yeah. Unfortunately, we lost against uh, Chelsea. Yeah. But um, yeah, this is a, this is a football, and you need to be maybe you need to be ready on this uh, on this game, especially when it's a you know it's a derby. Derby is totally different, you know, in UK. Um, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, when we reach the, the final, the most important is at the end is to to leave the trophy. Yeah. So that's why for for me and for the team for the fans, yeah, it was a, it was a nightmare because yeah. we lost uh, two one against Barcelona. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is life. This is uh, football. Sometimes you win. Sometimes you lose. It's like this. In two thousand and four, would you agree that it was a maybe a better team yes. than two thousand and six? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what is it that that's different in the Champions League that means like a team that is. Better. Like for example, when Chelsea won the Champions League, you know, last year, last year, yeah. they weren't the best team in Europe, but they they won. Like, what is that secret to doing that? Whereas the Invincibles can't get past Chelsea, for example. But I don't know if they have a secret, but uh, maybe the 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 relation and the communication between the, the players and the and the, the the coach. Yeah. For example, for Arsenal, it was perfect between Arsene Wenger and the and the dressing room. Yeah. So unfortunately, yeah, I think in 2004, maybe it was the year to uh, uh, to win yeah. the Champions League. We cross, uh, we cross uh, Chelsea. We lost, and this is uh, yeah, this is football. But I, I think we, they don't have a secret in football. They have uh, just you. You need a talent on your on the team. Yeah, mm -hmm. for me, it's the most important talent. Yeah. yeah, and then for you, Asma, as well, like your team that you played for for, for a while, Chelsea winning in in 2012 yeah and like what was that team like because you came in shortly after that i feel like they always perform in europe really well no matter what they're doing like domestically um being a part of that dressing room as well what was that like and is there that feeling in chelsea of like this is a special club when it comes to you know european football as well yeah absolutely i mean there's definitely a feeling of the champions league maybe the most important sometimes 
But I think it's, it's difficult to say in the Champions League what gives you success because sometimes just moments. Mm. One bad game and you're out, you know, and yeah. you, you look at the Invincibles team and that Chelsea team wasn't the best team that's won the Champions League many years for sure. But in those moments, they played well. Yeah. The things went their way, a little bit of luck. The right players were, were fit. The other team maybe had injuries, you know, and I think those little things add up. Whereas over a Premier League season, you have 38 games. 10 months to do it yeah whereas in the champions league okay get through the group stage and then one bad game yeah. one bad night bad luck yeah. and you could be out so it doesn't mean the best team always wins yeah i think for me a little bit of that plays a big big role yeah and also i mean you've played in the premier league now for <clears throat> like a really long time um i spoke to the last episode uh, i filmed with carl walker but he says for him since he joined which was kind of early oh, 2010 ish something mm. he said it's by far, the, the, the quality of the Premier League now is the highest it's ever been. Would you agree? Like, yeah. Yeah, of one, 1 to 20. Okay. And teams coming up, yeah, I yeah. think now the depth of the Premier League. Yeah. I mean, when you look at just some of the teams that are you know, mid-table, now Newcastle and Aston Villa, yeah. what they're doing, you know, the money they can spend, the players they can attract. Mm. The depth of the Premier League is better than ever. Yeah. But also, like, the, do you think as well, like, the, the highest level of the Premier League is also higher now? Since the Liverpool-Manchester City kind of rivalry, they've almost, like, dominated Europe as well, especially mm -hmm. Liverpool. Like, they've done so well. Would you say, like, it's the highest? Nothing against you, by the way. I, I love the Invincibles. And it's amazing. <laughs> Best no. team ever, in my opinion. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, the top, top, maybe not. I mean, Robert's 2004 team is yeah. one, of, one of the best. The Chelsea team. With Mourinho, yeah, true. One, one of, of the, the best. best, yes. So I think the top top team. I don't know if there's that much different, but again, the top four in the Premier League now, top five are stronger than ever. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that their squads, yeah, their top players and their squads now are so so strong, yeah, that they can compete like Liverpool at four, yeah, four different competitions and go all the way. You know that 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 was probably a lot more difficult to do in the past. That's true. So, what can you give me an insight into? Uh, people were saying about the Liverpool quadruple, right? It hasn't happened. When you were like fighting for the title, also fighting for the champion, what is the hardest thing for a team that is that good to to like maintain? What is the hardest thing to, for them to to focus on when it comes to playing so many games and fighting on all the competitions? In the Premier League. In everything, Premier League, Champions League, and <coughs> like but I think. In Premier League, the, um, always Wenger he said, "Yeah, um, if you want to uh, to win the the Premier League, it's very important to to win the game against small teams. Okay, it's not when we play against Chelsea, Man, Man United, or or Tottenham or Liverpool, mm -hmm. because we have the same quality, same players. Of course, we fight for the same uh, same thing. But on my time, it was when we played against Sunderland, Bolton, Blackburn. Yeah." Yeah, but this is game is very uh, yeah very important because sometimes if we lose the game we can lose, lose the, the Premier League. So the most important for me was to uh, to try to uh, uh, to have the yeah the same uh, uh, same performance and uh, very and to be a, a regular. Yeah. Okay. For you as well, being like at Everton now, I mean it was a different sort of struggle for them this year as well. <laughs> Compared to like, say, so you're at yeah. Chelsea, right? Yeah. You're, you're yeah. fighting for the for the title. Yeah. What is the difference in like mentality and like the dressing room when it's you're fighting for survival rather than fighting for the league title, or is it the same? It's the same at the end for sure, like because the intensity wraps up yeah. and the importance of a game, you can feel the pressure. So it's a different, it's pressure the same level, just in a different way. Yeah, you know. So when we're remember, yeah, fighting for leagues, you you have to win. You have to win. There's no, 
there's no second option. So yeah. it's not never easy to play in games. Sometimes it's not even football. It's that mentality. It's the application that actually gets you, gets you through the games. And for us, it was difficult. But I think when you look at the successful teams and what the problems we've had is that consistency in mentality. Yeah. The top teams, every game, boom, 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 boom. They go consistently at top, whereas other teams, they go down, up and down. Yeah. And when you go down, it can go down very quickly. Yeah. We've seen, I mean, even with like mm. Leeds, and stuff, like they were yeah, under Bielsa, yeah. you're thinking like beginning of the season, they'll be yeah. doing really well and they've really but struggled. That, that's consistency, like Weber says, is the most important. Yeah. You know, it's not just playing Man United, okay, with those, yeah. you can play those. Yeah, this is a great game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The easier ones. Yeah. When, you have, when you have to go on to Bolton or whatever, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the more difficult because the mentality shifts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we can win. But they're yeah. obviously maximum mentality, mm. you know? Yeah. So it's that consistency that's the most important. And you can lose the Premier League like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's true. What was for you was like the hardest places to go when when you were like so the Invincibles obviously they didn't lose so that was great. <laughs> but like for you, for you what, sorry <laughs> yeah no never apologize for that um, that's a good one but for, yes. <laughs> but but for you where were the places that you dreaded to go obviously we remember going away to Old Trafford and getting the results and you know will toward scoring and all that so over the years you know the hardest yeah stadium for example yeah. Uh, yeah, Man United, because we, on, on my time, because we, we fight for the title. It was the, the, all the people say, yeah, Arsenal, they have, they have the best team, Man United, the best team. Arsenal, they have the best manager, mm. Wenger. Man United, no, we have the best manager, yeah. Ferguson. We was, so it was very, yeah, very, uh, very tough, you know, the game, especially uh, away um, in Old Trafford. But uh, for me, um, Anfield. Really? Against Liverpool, yes. Always difficult. Yeah. Always, even then, they always difficult, yeah. They what, about, what about Stoke on a Tuesday night? Huh? You didn't have the pleasure. You didn't have the, no, you didn't have the pleasure, did he? <laughs> did you know? No, no, you didn't. That was after, right? You never played Stoke away. Yeah. Oh, you did? did play? Yeah, I played in Stoke away. Yeah, difficult. Okay. Yeah, yeah, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. apparently yeah. it's because Stoke, it's yeah. actually Stoke really... City. I forgot Stoke City. Yeah. Okay, because it's like Cause super windy, But you right? need to win. Yeah. You have to win. Yeah, if you want to be champions, you have to win against uh, Stoke City. Yeah. Draw is a disaster. No, no, it's true. And no, it's true. And that's what, for me, like this year, that's what has cost Arsenal. I feel is the games against the smaller team when we lost against Southampton, Brighton, um, and yeah, but Palace, look, those yeah, ones. it's the same. We cost lost the top, top four. We uh, yeah, I repeat the same. But we lost the top four. Yeah. Okay, we we beat Man United, Chelsea, and West Ham. Okay, it's fine, it's perfect. Yeah. But we lost against Newcastle. Yeah. I love this, the way no, you no, say we, by the way, it makes me feel so good. If you want to be a winner, you need to, to win or to try to win all the game. Yeah. This is, it's not the secret. This is a football, this is a high level. Yeah. And the current side, I mean, mm. I, I was there at the last game. Obviously, you played against this Arsenal yeah. side. Tough game, obviously. We were on holiday. Yeah, <laughs> holiday mode. You yeah. were up, so you we did your job. Um, it was perfect. But what, yeah. for Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> both of you. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but for, for both of you, like, how do you see this this Arsenal side at the moment? Because obviously it was it's a shame not to get the top four. It didn't yeah. you know quite work out? But it's a young side. How do you see like the you know the, the youth and the, the makeup of that team? Well, you know, to be honest, I think I'm like uh, the fans, mm. uh, very disappointed. Yeah. Because uh, the team it, it was perfect to reach the top four. Yeah. So we fight with Tottenham. <laughs> Fortunately, we lost. Yeah. And especially uh, the yeah. The three games uh, in the end against uh, Spurs, we lost 3-0. So, uh, 
So, so that's why I think um, it's a good season, mm -hmm. but um, not very good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because the team is very is for me it was perfect. Yeah. Uh, very good mix, uh, especially we we can watch the younger players like uh, yeah like Saka, Emil uh, Smith Rowe. Uh, Gabriel Martinelli. Um, so, so for, yeah, I repeat for me, yeah, I'm very disappointed about yeah, this year. The, the ending was just not. Yeah, just but not enough, yeah, know? but it's it's the same. It's because yeah. we lost the game against uh, Brighton, for example. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And it, only one point between. Uh, yeah, I know, horrible. Tottenham and Arsenal, but this is the difference. Yeah. yeah. Outside looking in, I I quite like the look of the Arsenal team. Yeah. You know, I think there's a big future. You know, as a good manager, you've got yeah. really good group of talented youngsters that hopefully can be together for many years and mm -hmm. and build something. Yeah. I think if you said at the beginning of the season you're going to go to the last game and fight for top four, you would probably think, oh, okay, we'll, we'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> but losing it to Tottenham hurts for sure. Yeah, so yeah. that's not nice. But I think the future looks bright. I think yeah. the future looks bright to get back yeah. step by step. Now European football and back into the Champions League maybe next season. Yeah. I and hope. Then, and then, <laughs> I hope, yeah, me too. And then continuously build, you know, and yeah. maybe fight for the title soon. Yeah. Asmir, for you as well, um, outside of that, obviously we're here, big thanks to Gatorade for, for all of this and yes. the 5v5 finals. Yes. Um, 5v5, it's a game obviously, surely you both grew up playing 5v5 now? I grew up like yeah. this. Uh, I always loved the 5v5s and yeah, so it's too. always a good way to, once you get started and obviously yeah. you go away from it a little bit later, but it's always fun. Yeah. So I, start, I start like this. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, long, long time ago. Yeah. But five uh, v five, yeah, it's the best. It's the best. Do you know why it's the best? To work, to work your your ability and your technique with the ball. Yeah, and your feet, your little trickery. Yeah, because it's close, so you need to adapt very quickly. You need to see. You need the control. Is, is the control is very important. So that's why the five v five is uh, yeah, Perfect. it's nice. Yeah. You're both obviously Gatorade ambassadors. Uh, yes. Asmir, you're also uh, was it UNHCR? That's right, That's yeah. It. United so Nations Refugee Programme. Yeah, so you're a UNHCR ambassador yeah. as well. Um, so can you just tell me also a little bit about that? Because like, why, why did you feel as well like you need to take this role and how important is that for you? Well, no, I mean, for me, it was a no-brainer. I mean, when, when you look at what Gatorade does and with this tournament, how they inspire, sort of funnel that next generation and trying to get them involved to, to play football and obviously train and, and work with professionals and and people who've been in the game a long time, I think it's it's a fantastic thing. And then when you look at the overall concept that it helps support the United Nations and the refugees mm -hmm. around the world, and you know, it's it's a fantastic, fantastic event and a great package. So for me, it was a no brainer. Just happy to be involved and happy to contribute and hopefully inspire many more to get involved. Yeah. And then obviously with your, your work with Gatorade as well and uh, the initiative that they have, we actually have our friend, Mark Kirkham, who's all of our friend, by the way, Mark. Yeah. Come in. Welcome. He's a great guy. Mr. Gatorade. Like, thank you, sir. Hello, thank you, Joe. You, you can see uh, here. I'll can sit here. here. Hello, Mark. I don't have my tea, if that's doing? okay. That's all right, <laughs> man. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so, Mark, obviously we're here. I mean, I'm here because of you. Thank you, man. As well. Um, but could you just tell us a little bit more about uh, what Gatorade does um, with not just like the, the refugee um, situation, but also the fact that uh, it helps with women's football, which has come yeah. on leaps and bounds in the last few years as well? No, I think it's amazing, and thank you both for, for being part of this, and Tim, thank you for being part. I think the important thing is our ability to give back to communities, to teams, to clubs, especially at the grassroots level, is really mm. important. So about seven years ago, we started the 5v5 concept, which isn't a new concept. We all grew up playing it. Yeah. 
But, but just bringing brands to actually help drive grassroots football has been really important. Yeah. And bringing you know, kids from around the world, you know, some from you know, coming from nothing, to be able to come to Paris, go to the UCL final. We just had the, the women's uh, final in Turin, um, a 5v5 final in Italy, but also bringing the girls here, actually uh, competing quite well going into the finals here later on. Mm -hmm. It makes a huge difference. It, it encourages, it builds confidence, but actually it also creates the opportunity for them to experience culture Mm. and also to experience the role that brands play in actually elevating the game, yeah. but also causes. And, and that's where PepsiCo broadly, but um, in particular what Gatorade and, and, and Pepsi and, and other brands have done to elevate the, the UN refugee program through mm. Football for Refugees, which is a much bigger story. And as Asmer said, it's, it's not just a no-brainer, it's the thing we all need to be part of. Yeah, sure. And also the thing, a lot of people say with, with footballers as well, we're seeing so much more over the last few years, especially like, footballers take a stand and like using their voice and in the past I feel like people have have sort of like criticized footballers for not using their platform and stuff which is like they don't have to but for you for you guys what why do you feel as well like that that, that you need to why is it important for you guys to to do that I think events like this brands like this you know, people you know gentlemen like Mark they inspire us as well so people pave the way so whether it was the likes of Michael Jordan and then Tiger Woods, LeBron James, and then they get, they filter down to us to say it is okay to speak up about certain causes yeah. and actually help get involved and most importantly, inspire other people yeah. and next generation because I was inspired by my peers to get involved in the game and really contribute and then I learned from them and we're going to try and obviously filter that through to the next generation as well. So I think it's just with the times, it's become okay to speak up and really fight for something you believe in. Yeah. Also, the, the women's game is another thing that has come on like leaps and bounds with like TV rights, brand deals and stuff like it's starting to get much more momentum. Um, and for you, like how important is that to be included in your like strategy as a, as a brand and also the work you're doing? I think well, first off, I, I think it's it's incredible to see the momentum, particularly over the last five to 10 years. Yeah. Um, players are there. The, the, the tournaments are there. The clubs are now investing at a new level. But what you're now bringing is seeing brands who are actually giving authentic storytelling and really reinforcing. You know, we've worked with UEFA on an initiative called We Play Strong, mm. which is phenomenal. And we brought Lucy Bronze with our GSSI scientists, all our PhD doctors, really focusing on the science and nutrition, specifically for female footballers. Okay. Like you have to really invest in the, the sport holistically, like they've yeah. always done with the men. Mm. And the clubs are doing it as well. You know, our partnerships with both the men's and women's team is also really important, um, as we have with City and we've had with many others. And our involvement with UEFA in terms of what we did with the women's UCL, as well as with the women's Euros uh, this coming summer. Mm -hmm. it, it's very important that we play part of that story, yeah. um, but you have to do it authentically and you have to elevate it you know, in the same way and treat it as one game. And yeah. I think that's what you're seeing happening more and more. And look, as a dad of two girls and, and as Mary, you know, as girls as well, it's, 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 you really feel pride in what you do, um, but you have to do it consistently. And I think yeah. that's the important thing. For sure. I think that that's a cool thing. Like, it really starts from people at top sometimes mm. you know because they have the biggest platforms yeah. biggest voices so i think if that movement starts there everyone else will come and yeah. it starts one and then the second and third comes and that movement really starts because it's great to see yeah. you know it's great to see the women's game growing at all times and, and inspiring girls to play i think it is cool to play football and maybe even playing golf so you never yeah, know yeah 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 so. the question how do you pick like the athletes that you do like what what criteria is there like what what comes into your mind when you're like, we want to actually collaborate and work with this footballer and that footballer? I think, well, first, it's, it's who they are. 
as as both an athlete and a person. Yeah. Authenticity on and off the pitch is really important to us. Mm. Um, clearly, as you know, the leading sports drink in the world, we always go for you know top athletes mm. in their game. Uh, you know, whether they're past their game or still in their game, it's important. They look pretty good early. Yeah, I mean, I'll still good. pay to see Robbie play any day. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but I think it's it's really important that we associate <laughs> ourselves with people at the level that the brand associates, but I think it's the authenticity of what brands can do yeah. and who they bring to help tell their story. You know, and, and I think that's, I mean, a great example, this 5v5 tournament um, in, in 2019, we actually had a, a, a girl who played in Colombia. She played in the U16s uh, for the Colombian national team. She came, she won the 5v5 tournament. We actually put her in an ad with Messi we celebrated her as the next goat, yeah, yeah. Uh, and now she's actually playing in Tenerife as a as a as a professional girl player. I mean, yeah. that storytelling and that that what we can do to help in in whatever way we can yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. and we do it for the boys as well. But it's um, it's those types of stories and that type of identifying talent early. Yeah. We did it with Serena. We did it with Usain. Yeah. done it with many people over the years. It's um it's really important for a brand to be consistent. I'm amazed you even speak to me then. Oh, you know, well, we, we started All a long time ago, too, did, mate. Yeah, we, we, they, hey. they spotted my talent very yeah, early very on. very early on, on yeah. Uh, Bobby, we were saying, I just still want to say Bobby all the time because it's, <laughs> it's great. Um, but So you uh, live in Spain now, right? I so live in live Spain now, yeah. Somewhere in Spain, <laughs> yeah. on an island. Yeah, there's a few of those. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Do you still play? Because obviously you were coaching at Arsenal, so still kind of playing and stuff. But do you, do you still play now? I still play, yeah. Yeah. With the friends, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, so because not it, like competitive. No, competitive. No, but at the end you want to win always. So I play like a small, uh, small league. Yeah. The veterans in Ibiza. Okay. So we play every every Thursday. So I'm I'm happy because you we're on the, on the top. Huh? I mean, you must win every time. No, sure. <laughs> you, you, with your quality, come on. So we are on the top. With okay. my team, yeah. Obviously. Wait, so you Obviously, say with, yeah, it depends. With other depend vets? on the partners huh, sometimes. Yeah, who were, the, who were the other vets, like the old players, ex-players? No. Oh. No, no, just me and some friends. Oh. Yeah, but the, my problem, I love so much football. So I can play now. Yeah. I can play tomorrow. Okay. It's because I love, yeah. That I must help. Football. Imagine like... We can play after if you want. No, oh, yeah, but I, all right. don't. I'm ready. I'll, I'll <laughs> play now. Right. I'll play now. Do you have your boots? Uh, I'll get We some. can find, we can find some boots for Mark. Yes, of course, yeah. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, a massive, massive shout out to Gatorade for, for bringing us out here, for making this possible, for doing what you do as a brand. Mark, my good friend, thank you so much. Thanks, mate. Appreciate as it. Always. Bobby Pires, my hero, thank I you, love sir. you. Thank you very Asmir, much. my hero as well, I love you. <laughs> thank you so much, guys. Pleasure. I, I really you. do appreciate it. Thank you so much for thank you. sitting down and chatting. And uh, yeah, guys, hope you enjoyed. And we'll see you next time. Cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Lovely. Wicked. Thank well you. done.